I like Jack and Jill, by the way. Thanks, I really you, thought it was funny. Thanks, bud. Good luck with this. I'll, I'll see you, man. Thank Take you very much. Welcome to Extended Clip, episode 31. <laughs> While doing the futsal shuffle right now. <laughs> um, we were going to do an extended mailbag, and I uh, put the wrong email on Twitter, which is always something it's smart happened to before. do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't really know much about this show. Yeah. We're still figuring things out. I like to think I have things under control, but truly, this podcast is out of my hands. <laughs> uh, welcome to Extended Clip episode 31. Barely spooky. <laughs> like Halloween is third. True. Yeah, I'm not going to keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you already say that this was episode 31? Whatever. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't remember. So we did get one email. and uh, Ryan Swint. Oh. What? Sorry, it's just he liked the... Uh, <laughs> Oh, he liked I the thought, tweet about the wrong I email. He was responding to it. <laughs> hey, he likes that. <laughs> Our first question comes from Casey, and it says, "Extended clip podcast fan submission question number one." Well, that's the subject, at least. Hey guys, love the show. Just wanted your thoughts on Futsal Shuffle 2020, and if anybody agrees that it's the best song released since Suavemente. I don't know about that last statement. I am a big fan of this song. I've been waiting on the song to drop. I. I saw when on Louis Vert on Twitter, he dropped the dance move to it, the futsal shuffle. And it's kind of, you know, harkens back to the Soldier Boy, the, you know, dance moves and uh, rap songs and stuff like that. Um, I was listening to the snippet. I've been watching the videos of people dancing to this. It's got it's getting me real hype and uh, can't wait for the album, Eternal Otake. So. I greatly appreciate your discussion on this topic. Yeah. That's a great instant response within the email. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so you know, what's your guys' thoughts on Futsal Shuffle? I just heard it for the first time and it's quite good. <laughs> yeah. I just heard it for the first time without hearing the vocal track and I really love it. <laughs> now, how it stacks up to Suavemente, I, I don't it know. It looks like we need to listen to Suavemente. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, is this the episode? <laughs> uh, uh, can't really pick up on this. No. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> Just determining which of two songs is better <laughs> <laughs> through this audio quality. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. You know, I'm gonna say Futsal Shelf was better. Yeah. 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 Uh, pardon my pronunciation on both of those. I, I believe Futsal. I don't know. There's no. I don't. People don't know how to pronounce that yet. Well, fo- Futsal is like indoor soccer, right? I don't know. I thought that was like the soccer you play on a basketball court. I didn't know that was a term for that. <laughs> Look, man, I'm more cultured than you. So, <laughs> hey, you didn't you didn't hear about the futsal shuffle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look up a hashtag futsal shuffle 2020 if you want to see some some cool dance moves. Uh, we got another one, oh. uh, a DM on Twitter from our our old friend BDC or Razy uh, or Brian. He said, uh, "Damn, I want to send in a question for the pod, but." I literally can't even think of anything to ask or say right now. My brain is fried. And, buddy, me too. Yeah. Yeah. This is the the final episode of our marathon podcasting. Uh, and we don't even review movies anymore on yeah, the show. No, this talk is an entirely <laughs> different podcast. <laughs> we didn't talk about movies last episode. I don't really see it happening in this episode. You know what? Actually, let's do it on this episode. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think we owe it to the fans and yeah. we owe it to ourselves. We're not hopping in the time machine. We're going on to letterboxd.com. 
<laughs> Unlike we and we weren't doing that in the time machine. <laughs> um, Shout out can, to Letterbox for yeah, these three episodes. Let's go to the uh, let's go to the multiplex like we do in the time machine uh, in the popular films this week section. Marriage Story, Knives Out, The Irishman, and Parasite. Which one do you go see? The Irishman for sure. Irishman. Yeah, well, I haven't I haven't seen Marriage. See, I'm, rewatch Irishman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the best move. But you see, yeah. I'm I'm a man of economics, and uh, Net- Netflix already has The Irishman, so I could already watch that in the comfort of my own home. Same with Marriage Story. Parasite already got a nice five gigabyte torrent of that. Nice on my hard drive. So I'm going to see Knives Out. See, I'm also a man of economics, and that's why I think Parasite promotes these pie-in-the-sky, unrealistic uh, ideas about how, uh, you know, capitalism should work. And I, I think that's a no-go for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I bring these all up because they also all have the crown next to them. Mm-hmm. You guys see this shit on Letterboxd when you go on this website? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice, me too. <laughs> uh, it's, it's basically, as we said off mic, wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, it's the letterbox version of the 100% fresh seal. On Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But well, here's the thing with those movies. Usually they're always all bad. Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes. We, d- we do like The Irishman. So. Yeah, no, The Irishman's yeah. great. And you know what its crown number is? 166, which means it's the 166th highest rated film of all time oh, on no. letterboxd and you know what if someone told me right out the gate hey look irishman i loved it it's my 166th favorite movie of all time i'd say friend i'd love to get to know you you your ranking system is very interesting <laughs> <laughs> uh but i'd be fine with that that's yeah that's acceptable but then you you look next to it where do you think parasite is in the all-time rankings of films on letterboxd I mean, I don't want to spoil it if that's the case, but I think I saw it at number one. It's at one still point. at number one. <laughs> well, that, I mean, it's because it's the best movie yeah. of all time. Yeah. It's just I mean, simply that. Just like The Dark Knight was in 2008. Exactly. And so this does happen every year on Letterboxd. People get Oscar fever. <laughs> and uh, they just love like hyping up the uh, award-nominated and award-contention films. I remember there was a point where Moonlight had like a 4.8 on letterboxd just really insane like that yeah uh and you know spider verse hopped in there last year and mm. stayed there uh, i'm looking at the list right now and spider verse is number nine it's still the ninth best movie ever well it goes I parasite godfather godfather <laughs> harakiri seven samurai 12 angry men come and see spirited away spider verse this is all this is just the imdb top 250 yeah no letterbox is literally i think i posted this last year when roma was in the top 10 mm-hmm. and you replied to me on twitter saying damn letterbox is just as bad as imdb <laughs> <laughs> damn and that's that's how this podcast started yeah if you haven't guessed by now i do have a uh, photographic memory of tweets <laughs> This has been mentioned before on the podcast. Yeah. See, I remember the tweets. Mm-hmm. Extended clip is always remembering the tweets. It's official. I'll never watch Spider-Verse now. Yeah. No, it's it's really bad. Like, so let, let's... Is it really, like... No, it is. It's really bad. It's I mean, really I, t- bad. I totally believe it, but it's just like... When I, like... I only gave it a two and a half, but it deserves worse. <laughs> because people like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, people say, like, the animation is just, like, groundbreaking and something they've never seen before and shit, but it's just, like... I don't know. I don't care that much about baby cartoons. Yeah. And like, no, I, I do enjoy animation from time to time, but it, it was not that cool looking and like 
the direction itself was so lacking. You know, the animation style was interesting, but it's not being directed very well. And it's being directed by like four people, which is always a good sign. Yeah. Mm. And it's like from like so many people were promoting it as like a groundbreaking, like this is why like people can still do things with superhero movies. Mm. But it's like the plot line, like while it does like a, the dimensional thing, that doesn't mean that it's any different from literally like yeah. every other superhero movie. Yeah. No, the, the interdimensional thing is so stupid. It's basically rick and morty they realized oh. that you could do like uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Malcolm's on board. oh rick and morty you didn't tell me this movie was good <laughs> you could spout some faux science that's basically just oh. like superhero lore and people will think you're literally the smartest fucking filmmaker ever well, once you said science you, i'm like all right i'm out i freaking love science <laughs> yeah. yeah honestly science is an epic win yeah i take that back yeah. you know it's you know it's really smart when people like really like space you know oh my I mean? god everyone who yeah. likes space is a genius it's so it's so scientific and smart to be like oh look at that star fucking (laughs) (laughs) fucking idiots fuck science Uh, so outside the top 10 it's pretty standard we got rewatchables fave shawshank and you know the dark knight (laughs) rewatchables fave uh schindler's list one spot above pulp fiction and um you know my favorite part is the person who made this list uh it should have just been like an official letterboxed list, but instead oh, really? it's a user that puts it together and like goes off stats and everything and refreshes it all the time. Oh, but, that's weird. So they have their ratings. Like if you hover <laughs> over the film, you see what they rated the film and they're pretty pleb. It's awesome. They they love Dark Knight and Shawshank and you know all not the to just like look down on people with basic taste, but it's like come on, dude. Stop listening to this podcast yeah. so we can um, make fun of you. <laughs> when do you Portrait think- of a Lady on Fire is only at twenty eight. I oh, thought that would weird. that seems like it's like a mm. perfect movie according to Twitter. Now, all right, that's a movie I haven't decided if I'm gonna like it or not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting on the jury on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whether or not I will see it is entirely decided by whether or not I know I will like it. And I haven't decided if i'm gonna like it either so yeah um whatever i was gonna say it's fine i don't even know what the movie is (laughs) yeah it's a lady on fire maybe you should put her out (laughs) yeah no one's made that joke on twitter (laughs) yeah oh i don't check twitter (laughs) i'm mostly doing other shit uh the true that's an old one yeah what is harikari or harikiri is that a good movie i don't know that's a, like a movie that's always highly ranked on these sites. Yeah. Damn. Marriage Story is literally one above scenes from a marriage right now, uh. <laughs> which is, that is incredible. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to screenshot that for my own sake. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm not going to do that, but uh, I'll cut that out. Jesus. <laughs> uh, this is going in my cringe <laughs> compilation. <laughs> revealing the tweeting process. Bro, you potted cringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. Uh, that was a fun little segment looking at the uh, letterbox top 100. Very fruitful. Um, <laughs> 1988 top TV shows. Hey, no, no, no. Not the, no time machine. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No. Just, <laughs> that I mean, was a thought it. that came to mind. Do you guys want to hop back in the time machine? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i don't know okay 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 okay. i like the time i mean it's probably that's probably i guess the most structured content we could come up with closest we could be to like a normal film podcast and like have people think that we're actually doing something rather than just it true we could watch a short too oh we could okay uh what um (laughs) why don't we hey why don't we use the time machine to figure out what short we should watch I, I, I do have one prepared. It's a Guy Madden short. Mm-hmm. I think it's Journey to the Center of the World or something like that. 
Okay. Journey to the Heart of the Earth, maybe. Okay. I, it's one of my favorites. Well, I'm going to type for a little bit if you guys want to take over the talking. Okay. All right. So is this like a streamlined process? We're going to watch it on air or something <laughs> like that? And I was thinking we would pause. Yeah, but I guess not. Not. I don't want to give uh, live commentary. Wait, what's yeah. it called? Um, hold on. I need to look it up. I think exactly. you're lying about this movie. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Starring the Rock. Yeah, I think short films are cool. You know why? Because most feature directors are very bad at making it's them. It's the heart of the world. The heart of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it really shows the the people that are specialists in short film uh, how fucking cool they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's my take. What did Godard say? Didn't he have a take? He's like, all short films suck or something. Even like though that? he's made yeah. some of the best ones of all time. That's that rules. I'm gonna I'm gonna start adopting that mindset. Yeah. What's it called? Yeah, that's all podcasts suck. Yeah, all podcasts suck. All uh, podcasts are the same. <laughs> the heart of the world. We make fun of other podcasts, but really, we're just as bad of them as them, if not worse. You know. <laughs> Except for, you know, like people, like, I don't know, like what Griffin Newman did or whatever. We're not, I mean, we haven't done anything that level. Yeah, no. We'll be right back. And we're back on Expanded Clip. Um, brought the mood down a little with a nice short film. We're all calm now. We've mm-hmm. been hypnotized by the cinema of Guy Madden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're back to a regular structured kind of thing mm-hmm. now, yeah. I guess. Uh, so what is the name of the film that we just watched? Uh, it is The Heart of the World, uh, directed in 2000 uh, by Guy Madden. Nice. Uh, why, did, why did you, you know, we're chilling with the boys <laughs> and JT the Ox. Uh, Why do you throw this on? This is actually the real theme of the episode. It's ox, ox horn party. Uh, I think yeah. So we yeah. hand JT the ox. He throws this shit on. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think it's well one. It's my favorite uh, short of his that mm-hmm. I've seen, and like among my favorite of like even his feature work, uh, because I feel like it riffs on a lot of like important Guy Madden like themes and things and uh it's a really effective narrative for like his very fast-paced style um and like it's like the frantic mode of it suits it a lot um yeah that's kind of why i picked it oh yeah no i agree with you for sure the the style like it's about as fast as i've seen him go i guess in the few that we've watched i mean there is some you know uh film playing faster than it should be in a sissy boy slot party for comic effects but this is really just like pure breakneck pace. It's it's great. Do you want to describe the the narrative? Yeah, absolutely. It starts off um it, as about two brothers, Nikolai and uh what's the other one's name? I don't know. Was uh, Nikolai the one that played Jesus Christ? Yeah, Nikolai yeah, was yeah, the yeah. Jesus one. And then the other one um the other one, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's the call other one Dickolai. <laughs> yeah, Nikolai and Dickolai. Okay. <laughs> I can work with this. Um are both in love with the same woman. Uh Dickolai is a scientist. Um or no wait, is See, that's w- what I'm saying is this is a very hard movie to lock down all the details of. Yeah, you know? no, but Nikolai for sure, he's like an actor portraying yeah. uh Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They're both in love with the same woman, Anna, and she sort of she is a scientist for sure mm-hmm. and is <laughs> um 
work is like studying the heart in the center of the world and she's trying to decide between these two brothers that she is both in love with um which one it's going to be then this weird industrialist uh figure uh comes in and uh persuades her and uh starts making love to her and then ultimately she has a change of heart where she's like oh man i want to save the world when the world because she pronounces that there's like one day left um, and she slides down the tunnel right to the heart of the world and kind of becomes it herself. Um, but I don't know this time around because I watched this like the first time uh, when I was very young mm-hmm. and I just connected to it because I thought it was like an interesting like yeah. way to tell a story. And like I thought the narrative was like weird and snappy. And there's the whole the, the classic guy man dick gags. Um but this time I really appreciated the riff on like the Soviet propaganda films that this kind of is mm-hmm. um, a whole lot more. The whole Jesus uh, recreation looks like Eisenstein's like Ivan the Terrible mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Damn. Um, there's the whole like flashing the moments where like the word Kino is yeah. flashing <laughs> at the end. And it's like the fucking industrialist woos Anna mm-hmm. like with a fucking pile of money. And then mm-hmm. ultimately that's like the moral message. Yeah. Uh, to, to ditch that shit. Yeah. yeah. Don't be having sex with no rich guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I swear, you be coming around here having sex with rich guys, you are not a friend of the pod. Yeah. Come on. Um, no, I mean, I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but like... <laughs> uh, no, it, it's really great. Like, I think the... As you say, Eisensteinian... Or, I mean, you can say that, but... Uh, <laughs> I was getting there. Yeah. Um, the editing does very much recall like the very primal soviet montage of just bashing images into another to create meaning uh through the cut which is you know guy madden recognizes that the cut is the most useful tool in all of cinema Mm -hmm. and it kind of is cinema is the relationship between the images and when they're flowing this fast it becomes so much more apparent yeah apparent not imparent i don't know what that means (laughs) this is a you know to do the armand white thing What's that movie? Nineteen Seventeen. It's all in one take. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, my my better than end of list um, submission is this movie yeah. is better than Nineteen Seventeen <laughs> because it does understand the power of an edit. Mm-hmm. It's breakneck pace, and uh, you know we have a lot, there's a lot of fun in there too. You know you have the Jesus actor breaking up an orgy because everyone's having an orgy because <laughs> it's the last day of the world. He's like, cut that out, <laughs> and they stop. They get to praying. And you have a, a dick-shaped cannon gun. <laughs> There's a lot of... I mean, it's so... F- if the it's dick-shaped like gun cannon thing is a great image. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the time that it took to build that... And that's the <laughs> thing about Guy Madden is his meticulousness like of using this old equipment and the sets that he's designing and all this period detail for these flashes of images that mm-hmm. you'll see for half a second in the whole film. Mad respect. <laughs> True dedication. <laughs> yeah. Um... Are we ready to pass the ox score? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you don't mind, um, I, I have one queued up here. Well, actually, I did. Now I do again. I have a short film by a uh, old friend of the podcast, a pitch upon where it's ethical. Or do we want to grade the, or should we just instead? Because sometimes what I like to do for short films, I don't give them a star rating on Letterboxd. Yeah. I just put the heart if yeah. I want yeah, to. Yeah, do the heart. So was this one a vibe? 
Love it. Uh, uh, I'm putting up the heart symbol right now (laughs) like this with my hands, two hands together. Because I want to make sure that this aux cord party, it remains vibing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, it's it stays vibe. I I think that one's a vibe. True. Just uh, just to get the cue in order, my short film will be the highest in the room music video by Travis Scott. Okay. No, I'm I'm joking. You could do a music video if you want. True. I mean, we'll We'll see. We'll think about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I'm also going to stick with the uh, the highbrow. I think that's a good way to do it. The classic highbrow, lowbrow distinction. We'll do two highbrow short films to yeah. make up for our last four podcasts. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Uh, the one with Nathan was the last good one. I think that's five episodes ago now. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll do more of a lowbrow, down and dirty. Yeah. Uh, you could do a music video or an online video, whatever. We'll, we'll think of it. It's yeah. classic past the aux cord. All you right. Know? You've, yeah. you've, uh, I do I do have some of those videos, so well, that's a lot of we're options. We're going to get to some contemplative cinema where you get to let your mind wander. So uh, mm-hmm. let's check out this little uh, four-minute a pitch upon where ethical film mobile men and viewers all of these are available on youtube you can play along uh so we'll be right back after we watch that wow we're back on extended clip after a uh, a viewing of mobile men 2008 pitch upon where set the cool short film um this is just like uh it's one of the simple joys of cinema and life right here you know uh kind of the opposite of the guy madden film in terms of the approach to Mm. editing (laughs) yeah so this film starts with a shot of a man in a pickup truck a young man in a pickup truck that's zooming down a highway and uh, he's pointing at himself and the camera moves in and you realize right away that this is uh, something of a meta text, something of a fictional home movie, something of a hangout with people using the what's it called, like that? Di- oh yeah, 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 using the camera as like a diegetic device that characters are able to pass around and stuff like that. So you get a hold of this guy's shirt and his pants, and then he gets the camera. Oh, before that, the first time we see camera work of any kind is kind of when he's uh changing the lens or putting a filter on the mm-hmm. lens you see a hand go over the lens a couple times and uh, you could disguise a cut in there but it doesn't look like he does uh so then the camera switches off and you see another guy and and then the camera pans and you see the director uh joe as he's mm-hmm. called in the states and elsewhere uh and he takes it and you know and he shoots the guys again and then you get the guy who's initially holding the camera at the end uh taking off his shirt and yelling and screaming about how he got tattoos to impress ladies and, you know, check out how cool these tattoos are. And it's just pure freedom on film. Kind of <laughs> what'd you guys think? Yeah. I thought it was amazing because it just like starting off. I had like, I don't know, some idea of like, I thought where it was going to go mm-hmm. in terms of being like something that was like just narrative fiction. But I think, the way it uses the camera um, and just like the like breaking like the diegetic elements of it and just like having the microphone on mm-hmm. it just feels like it blurs a line between like fiction and nonfiction yeah. in just terms of the like just hanging out like the bliss of it all. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's like really just the the freedom that you get from creativity and creative expression and the joy that that brings mixed with 
the joy that you get out of simply hanging with the boys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what podcasting is all about. Yeah, they keep it real natural. You know, everything in this movie is supernatural. Nothing feels forced. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of good times. And, the, and you know, it's fun riding in the back of a pick, the flatbed of it. a pickup truck. Riding in the bed of a truck. Look, I'll admit it. I used to drive a pickup. It wasn't mine. It was, you know, a hand-me-down mm-hmm. old truck. But, uh brought back some good memories seeing Mm -hmm. that pickup and he's shooting this on a consumer grade you know digital camera from 2008 and it's texturally uh a little flat and like affected in that way that digital of that era looks but there's also the lens flare that you get driving away from the sun is these beautiful like really flat just like diamonds of you know gray green and yellow and stuff and uh, the very subtle ways that a pitch pong is able to manipulate the image, especially when he grabs the camera and yeah. it's so obvious, you know, uh, he's just showing how fucking masterful of a filmmaker he is in four minutes. And that kind of philosophy that, you know, way of mesmerizing the audience and then also creating these great releases for them. Uh, I love how he's able to put that into a four minute microcosm of kind of his filmography, you know, and we talked about syndromes in a century earlier and, you know, uh, and earlier, I mean, months ago and uh, that long take of staring into the vent, you know, Mm -hmm. and then cut to the outdoor dance exercise, like that's this short film, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's why I love a pitch pong or at least one of the reasons I do to um, like speak to what you were saying earlier about, um, a lot of directors being terrible at making short films. I feel like it's hard because like usually it's like a pretty supreme distillation of their like style like that. And it's just like hard to like so many directors. I feel like the like gimmicks or particular milieus they're working with like are too clunky to fit like mm-hmm. effortlessly into like a smaller format. And you sort of see the flaws more apparently. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that a pitch upon he knows he's making short films. You know, he doesn't structure them quite like his features, uh, but he is someone who's able to take like the essence of his features and translate them into the very very different like genre of short films and uh, most people suck at that but he's a master yeah i mean it just shows how much of a stronghold he has on his own style and how much it really is like, yeah his own original also like you know to mention the opening of the movie it was made for like some sort of like human rights committee mm-hmm. committee or something like that and you watch the movie you know it's just some people hanging out you yeah. know just the pleasures of hanging out and whatnot it's like this is you know this is how human rights should be framed you know just, yeah <laughs> we should these chill people should be you know the cherished. right to chill with your boys yeah, yeah. Should, these people should be protected these chill ass people exactly I'm, I'm constantly just exposing parts of my skin to you guys showing yeah. you all my sick tats yeah uh my stewie with joker makeup <laughs> <laughs> on my thigh protect the vibes at all costs speaking of which was this a vibe yeah again i'm putting up i'm making the heart symbol with my hands yeah me too uh yeah i'm making the heart symbol i'm vibing cool um malcolm i think it's time for uh you to hit the ox do you got anything queued up um no why don't we let people know when we come back okay cool
Wow. I'm speechless. Mm-hmm. What did you pick out for us, Malcolm? Well, I picked out a little music video because, you know, I love music. Um, <laughs> Soul Decision, Canadian boy band Soul Decision's hit single, Ooh, It's Kind of Crazy. And it's a fun music video. It is. Um, I, I was not aware of the uh, Soul Decision oeuvre, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song sounds familiar, but not like I knew what it was or anything like Yeah, that. I don't know if this got any American play. I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure some people have heard it over the States. but uh, Poptimists out there. Poptimists. Yeah. I, mean, I have a little Poptimist streak in me. You know? I know, I yeah. know. You always... Anytime I grab the aux cord, I'm putting on my good old rock music, and you're telling me, hey, man, this is a little reactionary of you. <laughs> yeah. mm. I got some new stuff that might change yeah. your groove. I was like, maybe you should listen to these boy bands instead. Yeah. Um, so the it's kind of a Hard Day's Night style, uh, or at least beginning of Hard Day's Night style. You know, a boy band has to avoid all of the extremely horny young girls mm-hmm. who just want to fuck them. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's, I mean... I mean, it's implied. They're, uh, yeah, I mean... They just, just they want could to just, scream at them. Yeah, they yeah. could just be fans of the music. Maybe they just want to meet who made the song. I mean, well, I mean have some, to be that. Some of the girls kidnap one of the members, so True. that's clearly a little Maybe a nod than. to uh, the king of comedy. King of comedy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you think that all three of them are kidnapping this one guy. They're all going to fuck him? Is that what you're trying to say, <laughs> JJ? <laughs> It could be. Uh, so uh, it's uh, the kidnapping we see one of the members of Soul Decision. He he's jamming out on his laptop. You ever been so zoned out on your laptop on the bench <laughs> that someone could pick up the bench and put you in a pickup truck and you not notice? That's basically what he is. He's just zoning out on his laptop, just headphones on, like I'm wearing right now. Yeah, it's me. It's me. It's basically me. But and um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just basically repeating just what Eddie said. So. Yeah, no, it, it's a really good <laughs> video. And, like, uh, it, it's a little connection with mobile men. You know, you get a little bit of a guy chilling in the uh, bed of a truck while it drives, and that's mm-hmm. cool. You get a little stunt work. Yeah. Hopping from car to car. You get, well, his the other two members of the band who got out of the their crowded apartment complex safely wearing uh, working class disguises. <laughs> yeah, TV repairmen. TV repairmen. Um, they're just cruising around in their, their whip. And who they see but their boy in the back of a truck, unknowingly, still on the laptop, still jamming out, um, being captured by these horny female fans. <laughs> and so what did they do? They go get go get their boy. I mean, like, I guess it's kind of a good message for the music fans out there. If you want to, you know, get your pop artist that you idolize so much, if, if you're a big fan of, say, who do the kids like these days? Charlie XCX? Yeah, Charlie. I swear you're going to say Charlie Brown, <laughs> the way you're saying that. <laughs> who do the kids like today? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> <Lion> circus. <laughs> well, there I'm was more into the far side. <laughs> there was that song, Barbara Streisand, so we're not too far off. That's true, and the far side was also a famous hip-hop group. Yeah. So, which yeah. one do you like better, the hip hop group or the comic? Uh, the hip hop group. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I remember, I, re- I remember looking back at some Far Side comics like a year ago. I'm like, not, not that funny. I saw that famous album that they have uh, in in entirety. They did it live, and my friend and I left halfway through. Damn, I've actually I've seen two members of the Far Side live too. Funny enough, nice. I just but it wasn't memorable performance because I just remembered it right now. Yeah, I know exactly. You ever been at like an outdoor kind of festival concert, mm-hmm. and then Far Side starts playing the <laughs> pack the pipe pack the pipe interlude? Yeah, you wonder what those people around you were going to start doing. Mm, you know, uh, is that I why you get left? Out of, yeah, yeah, that's why I left. I don't condone those activities. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I guess we'll go back to the mailbag, right? Well, yeah. uh, well, the video concludes with um. Oh, sorry. Them getting yeah. Yeah, yeah we did a vibe on this. Clean cut. Clean, clean. Go ahead. <laughs> um. Well, the video ends with you know them collecting their boy. And there's other band members just waiting by their instruments, I guess, for them because they're not the main members. Um, and they go to a show. They go to a show, and all the fans that were hornily chasing after them, they're satisfied at least in one way. They get to see him live perform, and then we get a nice 45-second clip of them performing in some sort of house, some sort of hall of some sort. Yeah, I thought it was like a rehearsal at It kind of looked like a church. Yeah. Maybe they were just jamming there, and then they were like, well, if you're going to come out, I might as well just like That's true sing too. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- I always love... Bo- like boy bands and the stuff like that where it's multiple singers or whatever and maybe one musician that's at the forefront and then you just have like the bassist guitarist and like drummer and like two other keyboard players just Mm -hmm. like kind of chilling in the back you know not not fully getting the spotlight but it's like cinema you know you don't (laughs) you don't see directors of photography and editors and screenwriters out partying and getting Mm -hmm. memed on twitter you know that's true except for actually no you don't you don't um you could find this the song that this album is on. I think it's the album's just called Soul Decision. Has another hit song called Faded. I check mm-hmm. out the music video to that too if you're inclined to. And you can get this for one cent on eBay. This whole album for one cent on eBay. That's a bargain. Yeah, I'll buy. I'll take two, please. I agree with that. I think I I would probably buy if it was one cent for an album. I think right now I could probably afford a couple hundred albums. <laughs> Folks, you remember Click? Two. Extended Clip remembers the classic. Now, the concept of this music video is like class warfare. So, I bet people like I guess people like that. I guess. I think it's the Topanga Mall. It looks very familiar. But it could be not that. The New Radicals could be from freaking Canada, as far as I'm concerned. Um. We'll stop playing music because that, <laughs> that's a bad habit. Yeah, that's a very bad habit. All our favorite songs. Hey, these these last few musical episodes. Hey, it's something for uh, people who uh, yeah don't like movies. So was that video a vibe? I I thought it was. Personally. I thought it was too. Yeah, I vibe with that. Can't log that on Letterboxd. No. And that uh that concludes our little Oxcord uh, short film party. I'm glad that we all vibed so hard and no mm. one caught bad vibes. That's true. No one fucked up. No one flubbed the the Ox performance. And that's that's devastating when that happens. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there before, I think. Yeah? Oh my god, yeah. Are you kidding me? My freaking mom calling while I'm putting on an Oxcord song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, I have a playlist on my phone called Oxcord for uh, in case of emergency if someone hands me that shit. You yeah, know? no, I don't. Of course not. I was gonna say that's cowardly. Yeah, I would never like when someone asks me to play music. It's like, nah, you, you, you. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll play, I'll play a tune or two. No, I'm I not do. Trying. It's just like I, I get. Sh- I mean, not around my boys. Yeah, but like yeah. you know, they hand you the Oxcord. What you do, like that mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. I say pass, pass. I say smash. Yeah, I say smash. <laughs> <laughs> smash that motherfucking cord <laughs> into the ox port. <laughs> smash or pass. Ancient game. Um, Zuckerberg invented that. What would be the feature version of the ox cord game? Like if, if you're just hanging out with people that you like kind of know, but not really. And they're just like, let's watch a feature length film. That's that's tough. That is so hard. 
Someone I think it's Happy yeah. Gilmore. Someone told me recently that I'm bad at selecting movies to watch show to people. So that's the most heartbreaking thing you could ever say to a yeah, cinephile. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's all like, right. That's <laughs> what I live in fear of. That's why I don't pick the movie. Yeah, that's, it's like I'll never pick a movie again. Yeah, My dad used to do a, a riff on the Seinfeld bit when uh, you remember in Seinfeld when he gets the the insurance for the rental or something like that or the mm-hmm. reservation for the rental mm-hmm. and they lose it. And he says, you oh, know, yeah. you know how to take the reservation. <laughs> You just don't know how to hold the reservation. <laughs> a classic Seinfeld bit where he's just doing stand-up to camera, basically. <laughs> and Elaine's just cracking up. But anyway, my dad used to say that about me. He would say, you know how to pick a movie. You just don't know how to watch a movie. <laughs> because I would turn off movies 15 minutes in to go play with toys and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just a little insight yeah. into my childhood. You when, know. when you were 14. <laughs> <laughs> You went to go play with Legos. So I don't want to watch. Hard. I don't want to watch Boogie Nights. <laughs> we, we still have to like really hammer at you to get you to watch the movies. Yeah, when you'd rather be doing Lego Bionicles, we have to jingle the keys in front of the screen to get you to watch the movie for the whole entire time. <laughs> and frankly, I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we do have a letter from our friend Evan, a uh, friend of the show, previous guest. Uh, he says, hey, fellas, I don't have a specific question. Just please talk about Richard Jewell in some capacity because I saw it this Tuesday and I got to tell you, I'm really tempted to make a discourse bomb joke in bad taste. Uh, I said go for it. Go you know? for it. Yeah. I trust your sensibility. Uh, get those takes flowing. Oh, I actually do have a question. What old timey word do you think Clint uses to refer to weed? Best Evan. He's a grass guy. Gra- Ooh, oh, yeah, that, for sure. Damn, you really hit the nail I, on the yeah, head. Yeah. yeah. Let's be fair. I looked at this email five minutes ago, oh. but I thought that right away back then too. Okay, fair enough. Just saying. Full disclosure. I really yeah can't hear see him saying ganja or anything like that or <laughs> Kush. <laughs> Definitely not Kush. <laughs> I used to stack Kush like you six feet high. <laughs> Damn! What if there's a scene in Gran Torino where he teaches that kid how to roll a blunt? Yo. That'd be sick. Remake, extended clip remix, Gram Torino. <laughs> a stoner classic. Yes. A racist stoner. <laughs> but it's the only way the neighborhood is going to fully develop and become fully uh, diversified is if Clint Eastwood sells weed to all the young. <laughs> Yeah, what it, that scene where he pulls up on uh, oh, the gangsters yeah. and harassing that uh, the the woman. He's like, "The fuck are you guys doing? The, uh, you need a swisher?" Yeah, <laughs> no, no. All right, they, instead of the, them harassing her, they're making her smoke mitts. And yeah. Clint's like, "Put that mitt shit down. We only smoke loud in this neighborhood. Put that mitt shit away." Oh man, that is. Um, oh. You know what? This is a short one, but uh, I think that's a great way to wrap up yeah. the episode. Yeah. I haven't seen Richard Jewell yet. Uh, we'll we'll. Oh, I I'll talk a little bit about Richard Jewell. And then I this is so old though. I saw this movie a month ago now, <laughs> and I saw it earlier today. But that's how long in advance we're recording this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh Richard Jewell takes. <laughs> Fresh Richard Jewell takes. Okay, here's my prediction for Richard Jewell. It will get shut out of award uh, nominations in every possible way. Totally. Totally shut out, even though it looks more prestige than Eastwood's last like five or six, which have been in consideration, but mm-hmm. didn't get shit, you know, uh, solely. Come on. How did yeah. Sully not get nominated for like everything? It got nominated, I think, for like sound uh, design. But Even best actor? 
Not even best actor. They Insane. didn't give the Hank dog. <laughs> the, Hank dog. <laughs> the Hank dog. He didn't get one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I loved Richard Jewell. I think this stuff about the journalist is really unfortunate because it's not just unfortunate in terms of the scenario that plays out, but it's also her character is so terribly underwritten and the stuff with her and John Hamm. I mean, Evan, we DM'd about this. He's totally on autopilot, but John Hamm on autopilot is still pretty compelling to watch. He's very attractive and um you know it's it's a really great movie though the the core drama at the center of it is this kind of triangle between richard jewell who is a total mama's boy so his mom and also his lawyer and it's not like his mom and lawyer have any conflict or anything like that but it's him kind of getting rid of the mama's boy side of him while still staying true to it but getting rid of the ideology that that spawned and coming closer to the anti-authoritarian very much anti-federal government lawyer played by sam rockwell who has a bumper sticker that says i fear the government more than terrorism that's sick which is if anything's late eastwood like that is that bumper sticker placement is incredible it's like kind of woke but also not exactly it it rules i mean i hate the federal government because they're corrupt i would love the federal government if we had socialism yeah like yeah um thinks that too yeah (laughs) yeah we're definitely doing the ironic clint is woke thing oh god come on uh <laughs> just kidding do whatever you want I don't damn care. eddie all right fine let's just end the episode i, I know this is such a bad way to end now oh god yeah we I guess can't we really talk graham torino <laughs> yeah graham torino is so good <laughs> oh man well we'll never capture that again so, damn graham uh, torino might be well we shouldn't talk about it already about that being the <laughs> yes. best thing we've ever done yeah i was gonna say i mean it's the best thing we've done today yeah Hand me that fucking grind. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bitch, you must don't know that I'm pimpsey and I'm the motherfucking man. Fuck this shit, I ain't rapping no more about these old chicken heads, gangsta ass bitches. But I say like this, birds so bad, he can suck his own dick. Cook so bad, he can suck his own dick. Bun beat so bad, he can suck his own dick. Wrong so bad, he can suck his own dick. Tank so bad.